Welcome to Directions in Rashi, a podcast that will help you understand individual comments from Rashi throughout the Chumash, and that will also introduce you to some of the general principles which I feel uh, directed Rashi in his creation of his commentary, and that will help us to understand his commentary better all around. Welcome. Today's shear will be on Parshas Toldos. I would like to discuss what seems to be a glaring omission on the part of Rashi in his commentary on Parshas Toldos. As a sort of an introduction to the narrative of Yaakov uh, somewhat deviously obtaining the brachis from his father Yitzchok instead of Esav, as a kind of an introduction there are a couple of psukim just before that story. And here it says in Perak, Chav Vav, Pasuk Lamed Dalet. By he Esav ben Arboim Shonah, and it was when Esav reached the age of 40 years, by Yikach Yishah, and he took a wife. Es Yehudis bas Be'eri Hachiti. He took a woman named Yehudis, the daughter of Be'eri Hachiti, Be'eri the Chittite. He has Bosmas bas Eloin Hachiti. And he took another wife, Basmas, the daughter of Eloin, the Chittite. Now, Rashi, on this Pasuk, does not say anything about these, the names of these women. A name is a name. This one's name was Yehudis. This one's name was Basmas. Very nice. Rashi comments at length about why it is that the Torah would mention that Esav was 40 years old when he married these wives. Not everywhere in the, in the Torah uh, do, we, do we know exactly how old each person was when he married. Not to mention most people, many, many uh, relatively important characters in the Torah, we don't know who they married at all. And here the Torah specifies that Esav was 40 years old, so Rashi says a very well-known explanation. He does not say anything about the names. Similarly, near the end of Parshas Toldos, we learn that that Esav took another wife, a third wife. It says, "Vayelach Esav Yishmael." Esav, at a certain point, went to Yishmael, to his um, to his uncle Yishmael. Vayikach es Machlas Bas Yishmael ben Avraham, and he took as a wife. He took a young lady named Machlas, the daughter of Yishmael, who is the son of Avraham. She is the sister of Nevoyas. Yishmael had a son named Nevoyas, and Rashi explains that when Esav took this, this daughter of Yishmael as a wife, Yishmael was already gone from this world, and therefore the brother, her brother Nevoyas, uh, he made the shidduch, he, he managed the affairs. So uh, she was the sister of Nevoyos. Al Nashav Leili Isho. He took her in addition to his wives as a wife. He took her as another additional wife. Here also, although Rashi makes some very interesting comments, one of which we just mentioned, he does not say anything about the meaning of the name Machlas. Now you might say, okay. So what? That's not a glaring omission. However, let's go to Parshas Vayishlach. In Parshas Vayishlach, 
the Torah gives a very comprehensive genealogy of Esau, all his wives, all his children, all the various tribes and nations that descended from him. And it says there in Perak Lamed Vav, Pasuk base, the following. Esav lakaches nashav mibnais Canaan. Esav took his wives from the daughters of Canaan. Esadah basay loin hachiti. He took a woman named Adah, the daughter of a loin hachiti. The esahalivamah basanah. And he took ahalivamah, the daughter of Ana, basivain hachivi, who was the daughter of Sivain. Why it says she was the daughter of two different people is, is a, good, a good point to discuss. That's not my discussion now. But he took Alihivama, um, the daughter of Anoa, and Sivain Hachevi. Um, not the same women that were mentioned, apparently not the same names anyway, that were mentioned in Parshas Toldais. In Parshas Toldais, we have Yehudis Bas Be'eri, Hachiti, there's no Yehudas over here. We have Basnas, Basmas, Bas Elain Hachiti in Parshas Toldais. There's no Basmas over here. Let's just see one more Pasuk. He has Basmas, Bas Yishmael, Achais Nevoyas. And also he took for a wife, Basmas, the daughter of Yishmael, the, the brother, the sister of Nevoyas. There is a Basmas, but the Basmas that's mentioned here in Vayishlach is mentioned as being that daughter of Yishmael, who was referred to as Machlas in Parshas Toldais. So it would seem as if he took three different wives, three in Parshas Toldais and three entirely different ones in Parshas Vayishlach. Doesn't seem very likely. Especially because if you look at this genealogy in Parshas Vayishlach, it's very complete. Doesn't, it doesn't seem to leave out anything. So it would be very strange if it would have left out three of his wives and presumably he had some children from those wives. So let's see what Rashi says in Parshas Vayishlach. It says in Parshas Vayishlach that Esav took for a wife, a woman named Oda Bas Eloin. Says Rashi, he Bosmas Bas Eloin. She is Bosmas Bas Eloin. This Ada Baseloin is the same as this Basmas Baseloin. She's the daughter of Eloin. Okay, she has uh, two names. In one place she called, she's called Basmas, and in one place she's called Ada. So Rashi says Ada Baseloin is the same person as Basnas Baseloin. Now, why the change? The Nikris Basmas, she is called Basmas, Al Shem Bisamim Shahisa Makteris Leavidazora because of the besamin, because of the spices that she used to burn as incense to Avedazara. That's why she's called Basmas over here in Parshas Toldais. Here in Parshas Vayishlach, she's called Oda. Let's continue the Rashi. Now we have here in Parshas Vayishlach a woman named Aholivamor Basano. Says Rashi, he Yehudis. This is the woman who was referred to in Parshas Toldais as Yehudas. Rashi does not want to say that they are uh, two completely different people. As I explained before, that, that would seem very unlikely. Rather, Rashi says, who is this Ali Vama? It's Yehudas, who's mentioned previously. 
says, Oso Russia Kina Shmo Yehudas. That Russia, that evil person, Asov, he gave her a Kino, he gave her a nickname, and he called her Yehudas. Her real name was, um, her real name was, as it says over here, Ahalivama. But Asav gave her a new name. He called her Yehudas. Loimar, this and he meant to say, she kaferis ba that she denies Avedazara. The Gemara says that Kolanikri Yehudi kaifer ba The name Yehuda or Yehudi indicates a kfira ba a rejection of idolatry. So Asav gave this name Yehudas to one of his wives to to make believe to show as if. Uh, that she denies and she rejects Avedazara, today Lahatos Esaviv, in order to trick Esav's father Yitzchok. We know from many Rashi's and many Mamari Chazal that Esav uh, did a variety of things to trick his father into believing that he was a, a good person. And in fact, he, to a large extent, succeeded. And one of the things he did, Rashi is telling us here, is that he took a wife who was a Canaanite, who presumably was an idolater, just like all the other Canaanites, but he called her Yehudis, which is a name which indicates that she denies and rejects Avedazara. Let's see one more Pasuk and Rashi. Now it also says here in Parshas Vayishlach that Asaph took a wife named Bosmas, the daughter of Yishmael. Now that's a problem because in Parshas Toldos, it says that the daughter of Yishmael, who married Esav, was Machlas, not Bosmas. So Rashi raises the question. He says, over there, meaning really earlier, the Pasek calls her Machlas. He was calling her Bosmas. But Rashi raises the question in a different Pasek. She is called Machlas. So Matsasi Bahagada, I found in a, in a Midrash. Bahagada Midrash Sefer Shmuel. I found it in a Midrash on Sefer Shmuel, Shlesha Meichlin There are three people, three categories of people that they forgive all of their sins. That these three categories of people, the heavenly court forgives all of their sins. Ger is Gayer, a convert when he converts to, to, to Judaism, when he converts to be a Jew, all of his previous sins are forgiven. And someone who rises up to greatness, meaning someone who becomes the, the leader over a nation or a large group of people, the Hanoisei Isha, and also someone who marries a woman, someone who gets married. Those three categories of people, all their previous sins are wiped away, and now they start a new calculation. Rashi says, Well, the maid Hatan Mikan, and the Midrash learns. The, the reason, or I don't really think it means here the reason, it means the source from here, the source that someone who marries a woman, someone who gets married, has all of his sins forgiven, is learned out from here, from this Pasuk, because l'chach nikres machlas. This is why this, this woman, whose real name was Basmas, but this is why she is referred to in a different Pasuk as machlas, shenimchalu avaynaisov because Esau, all of his sins were forgiven when he married this woman, Machlas. Now, there are, there is, I think, one very important question 
that we have to uh, we have to raise on Rashi, on these two Rashis in Parshas Vayishlach, and that is, if we pay attention to these two Rashis, he is saying that the names by which these women were called in Parshas Vayishlach are their real names, so to speak, what we would call Shmosa Etzem. These are their given names. This woman's name was Ada, this woman's name was Ahalivama, and this woman's name was Bosmas. Those are their names. The names by which they are mentioned in Parsha's Toldais are what we call Kinuyim. They are nicknames, so to speak. They are descriptive names, which are used to bring out a certain point about their character. For example, Esav, the first wife that he took, was Yehudis Bas Be'eri. Rashi says in Vayishlach that she's called Yehudis because Esav was trying to fool his father into thinking that she is Yehudis. Not that she is literally Jewish, the way the, way the word sounds to us, but that she is a Kleferis Ba'avay She is someone who rejected idolatry. So this is a descriptive name by calling her Yehudis. And Bosmas, Bas Eilon Rashi tells us in Parshas Vayishlach, her real name was Anna. Not Anna, her real name was Alivama. Why is she here called by the name Bosmas? Because she burned Bisamim as incense to idolatry. So the word, the name Bosmas is a descriptive name, which describes an aspect of her personality, of her, of her deeds. And the same with the, the daughter of Yishmael, that Yitzhak married. Rashi tells us that in Parshas Vayishlach, we find her real name, so to speak. Her real name was Basmas. That's her given name. Why is she called, why is she referred to in Parshas Toldai, says Machlas? That's to teach us something. That's a descriptive name. To tell us that when Yishmael married her, Machlas, all of his, all his sins were forgiven. Now, if this is so, it would seem that Rashi should have made all of these explanations in Parshas Toldos. The names in Parshas Vayishlach are just names. And it's true that Rashi generally does not darshan everyone's name in the Chumash. It might be so that every name used in the Chumash or many names used in the Chumash have some special meaning and may reveal certain aspects of that person's character. But Rashi does not normally go in for that. Rashi generally assumes that a name is a name. That's what the person's name is. We don't have to know why he, why the person got that name. That's not Pshutei Shalmikra. Now the names in Parshas Vayishlach, Rashi is telling us those are the names. The names in Parshas Toldos are there for Droshais. They are there for investigation. They are there to they are nicknames which were put there to teach us certain things about these people. And yet, Rashi and Parshas Toldos says nothing. And on Parshas Vayishlach, that's where he begins to explain and to darshan these names. What's the reason for this? In other words, it comes out that Rashi has apparently, uh, so to speak, committed a sin of omission in Parshas Toldos. He had a golden opportunity to explain the meanings of these names, Yehudis and Bosmas and Mochlas. Each of these names is a special added name, which tells us something very special about the character of these three women. And Rashi 
didn't bother to say anything. The answer is, I think, is a rule that Rashi himself says, and that I've mentioned many, many times, is that Rashi's shita, Rashi's approach to Chumash is to explain hamikra'os <coughs> al-sidram. Rashi's rule is to explain psukim in the order in which they come. And he is, at times, extreme in his adherence to that rule. There are times where he seems to make exceptions, and I've discussed some of those exceptions, but I think we see here an instance in where he was rather extreme in his adherence to that rule. He had here in Parshas told us a really very good opportunity. He could have told us some beautiful ideas about why this one is called Yehudis, and this wife is called Bosmas, and this wife is called Machlas. And yet, no. Right? She says, I'm not going to talk about it. You know why? Because at this point, we're learning these psukim, and it says, Asaph married a woman whose name was Yehudis. I don't know any other psukim. I'm not going to get involved with some psukim two, two parshias later, where they are referred to by other names. I explain the psukim al-sidram. I go according to the order in which they are written. If this pasuk, if these two psukim in parshas toldais are good on their own merit, if they are not troublesome, if they are not hard to understand on their own, I'm not going to bother with the fact that they are contradicted by a later pasuk and that the answer to that contradiction will in fact reveal to us deeper meanings in this pasuk. Not my business. I explain the psukim al-sidram. And therefore, when the pasuk says that Asaph took a wife named Yehudas, that's her name, Yehudas. He took a wife named Bosmas, very nice, that's her name. He took a wife named Machlas, wonderful, that's her name. When did Rashi get involved in discussing the meaning of these names? Only when he came to Tupsukim later in the Torah, which seemed to contradict the Tupsukim in Toldais. When the contradiction hit him in the face, when he had nowhere to hide from this contradiction, so then Rashi explained why these same women are referred to by different names. And it happens to be that the answer is most enlightening of the first Parsha of Toldais, but that doesn't matter. Rashi sticks to his rule of explaining Hamikroyas al-Sidram. I would like to go off on a slight tangent. I'd like to discuss a little bit this Rashi about uh, Bosmas, the daughter of Yishmael, who was also referred to as Machlas. And we read the Rashi. Rashi said that there are three categories of people whose sins are forgiven. Ger Mishin is Geyer, the, the non-Jew when he becomes a Jew. And someone who uh, rises to greatness, someone who becomes a Melech or a Nasi. And someone who marries, who takes a wife. The Gu'arya explains that all three of these categories are really one. All three of these people are really one reason why their sins are forgiven. And he says, he says, Uh, no, he says, here, he says, the, the 
reason why HaKadosh Baruch Hu forgives these three categories of people is to call Elu Birya Chadashahim, because all three of these categories of people is a new Birya, a new creation. Since they are no longer in their first original creation, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Meichel Lehem. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu forgives them. And he explains that how each one of these categories of people is a new creation. He says, Anoisei Isha, the one who marries a woman, Kodem Gufa. Before that, he was a plag Gufa. He was half of a body, half of a person. A man without a wife, a wife without a husband, is a half of a person. Ukshin saw when he marries, Huguf Shalem. Then he becomes a complete body, a complete being. Anybody who uh, has a Sheva Brachas to speak at, I recommend that you review this Graye and make the most of it. Let's continue. The Nasi Ha'ilo Ligdula, a Nasi, a prince or a king who rises up to greatness, who becomes king or Nasi, says the Maral, Kaidem Hoya Adam Echad. Before this, he was one person, meaning he was one single private citizen, but now he is considered like the Klal. He is considered to be, he is considered to be the embodiment of the entire people, of the entire nation. He is more than just a private person. We'll discuss this a little more in a moment. The Gershon is Geyer, and of course the non-Jew who becomes a Jew, Adam Acher the Gamre. He is now completely a different kind of person. That's also something to be thought about, something to be considered, something very telling that the Maral says. It's not just, uh, well, I have a new religion now. No, a Gershon is Geyer is a completely different person. Going back to what the Maral says about the Nasi, the Nasi Ha'oyla Ligdula is previously, he was just one single private person. Now he is Nechshav Kamoy HaKlal. He is now like the Klal. He is now like the whole nation. This is a very important point about leadership that the Maral is teaching us. The, the basic point can be seen in many places. We'll see one place in a moment. But the idea is that a, that a leader, a true leader, is not somebody who feels that he's better than everybody else. Therefore, he gets to be leader. A true leader is someone who can take upon himself the burden of everyone and who can act entirely in the interests of the, of the klal, of the general group, and no longer be a person for himself. Let's take a look at another Pasuk which expresses this idea similarly. It says in Parshish Chukas, that Klal Yisrael was, uh, it was the, uh, the 40th year of the Klal Yisrael's sojourns in the Midbar, and they were approaching Eretz Yisrael, and it says they were coming close to two nations that lived just to the east of the Jordan River. In fact, the lands of these two nations were part of the promised land of, of Yisrael, and they, uh, the Torah describes the, the conquest of these two lands. And the Pesach says, Vayishlach Yisrael malachim el Yisrael, 
Yisrael means Klal Yisrael, the Jewish nation, the Israelite nation, sent Malachim, they sent messengers, El Sichon Melacha Amoiri, to Sichon, the king of the Amoiri, Lamor saying, what did they say? They said, may we please pass through your land on the way to Eretz Yisrael. That's a whole story for itself. But Rashi here raises Akashia. But Yishlach Yisrael Malachim, Yisrael sent Malachim. Now Rashi asks, In another place, the Pasek literally hangs the Shlichus, the, 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 the Pasek uh, says that the Shlichus, that this message to, to the Amori was done by Moshe Rabbeinu, as it says in a Pasek in Dvorim, in Sefer Devorim, of course, Moshe Rabbeinu is always the speaker. He's giving a big speech to Klai Yisrael. That is essentially the entire Sefer. And it says, I sent messengers from Midbar Kedemois to Sichon Melech The Rashi has Akashi. Here it says, Yisrael sent the messengers. messengers. And the same story, when it's repeated in Devorim, it says that Moshe Rabbeinu sent the messengers. V'chein, and similarly, it says, let's not worry about the, the similarly for now. Rashi begins with Akasha. How could it be that here it says, Vayishlach Yisrael Malachim? Makamacher, Toila Shlichus Mamesha. Now, before we get to Rashi's answer, let's take a, let's analyze the question because the analysis of this question is very relevant to what we have been speaking about so far. It's a Pasuk in Bamidbar. It says that Yisrael sent messengers to Sichon Melech HaMoyri. Okay. Rashi raises a question, but it says in Tvorim that Moshe Rabbeinu sent those, sent those Malachim, he sent those messengers. Rashi has a problem. Wait a minute. According to Rashi, should that be a problem? I just told you that Rashi's Shita, that Rashi's method is to explain Hamikroyas al Sidram. He explains the Psukim in the order in which they come in the Torah. And if there is a Pasik, which is understandable for on its own terms, even though it may be contradicted later by a later Pasik, Rashi, so to speak, quote unquote, doesn't care. He'll leave the Pasik alone and he will deal with the contradiction when he comes to the contradiction later on. That's the general principle. And I said before that Rashi is almost fanatic about this principle. He is very strict with this principle. And yet over here, he seems to have broken his rule. Here it says in Bamidbar that Yisrael sent Malachim to Sichon. And Rashi jumps with Akashia, wait a minute, it says in Dvorim, which we didn't even learn yet, it says in Dvorim that Moshe sent the Malachim. And Rashi is going to tell us a very interesting answer. But what's the question? So here we have to invoke another principle. And the principle is, uh, I think, most uh, eloquently stated by the Maskele David, although we can find this principle in other Swaram as well, in other Mephoshim. The Maskele David says, first of all, he first of all he says something that everyone knows, that generally speaking, Rashi does not make his questions explicit. Generally speaking, Rashi just tells us what a Pasuk means. We, and the, and the Mepharshim, we go back and we say, well, what was really bothering him? Why is he saying this? 
But in most places, Rashi does not explicitly state his question. On those occasions when he does, there are numerous occasions that he does, certainly not the majority, but on those, in those places where Rashi does explicitly state his question, the Moscow David says, you should know that really that's not Rashi's only question. As a matter of fact, it's not Rashi's main question. His main question is really something else. His main question is really something in the Pasuk itself. He is using his explicit question in order to get at the answer to his unwritten question. And the Masculine David explains here, what was Rashi's unwritten question? And he says as follows. It says here that Yisrael sent a delegation of, of uh, messengers to Sichain on a diplomatic mission. May we please pass through your land on our way to Eretz Yisrael. Now, this is unusual, says the Moscow the David. A diplomatic delegation to another nation is not sent by the people as a whole, not sent by the common people. That is something that is done by the leaders on the highest level, perhaps on the highest level. Uh, certainly it is done by the leaders. I mean, the, the Havdil, uh, when the, when the United States uh, wants to have talks with, uh, with Russia, it's not uh, just some plain citizen or some uh, plebiscite, some uh, popular vote that's taken and then we send messengers. That's something that's done by the Secretary of State under the direction of the president and his closest advisors. And here the Pasuk says, Vayishlach Yisrael, that Yisrael sent messengers to Sichai. So explains the Mask of the David, that in order to answer that question, which is a question on in the Pasuk itself, and a question that really everyone should be able to notice. In order to answer that question, Rashi quotes from the Midrash, it's a Midrash Tanhoma, he quotes a different question with its answer. The Midrash Tanhoma raises a different question. What's the question? That this Pasuk seems to be contradicted by a later Pasuk in Dvarim. Now, Midrashim don't care what order psukim are, are written in. Anybody who's ever opened up a Midrash knows that right away on the first Pasuk in Bracious, the Midrash will ask Akashia from, from Eoiv, from Mishle, from all over. And when it's discussing Mishle or Eoiv, it'll start asking questions from Bracious. The Midrashim don't, are not, they don't care. It seems like they almost take the opposite track. They seem to, they seem to enjoy asking from one Pasuk on another rather than talking about the Pasuk itself. They seem to always go in that, that uh, backhanded kind of way. So there's a Midrash Tanchoma that raises the question that this Pasuk, our Pasuk that we're looking at in the Midbar, is contradicted by a later Pasuk in Dvorim. And now, when we see the answer that the Midrash Tanchoma gives, we will understand this Pasuk itself. What's the answer? We haven't said it yet. It says Rashi, these two psukim, there's really another couple of psukim that Rashi throws into the soup, but these two psukim, they need each other. This one, open, this one closes and this one opens. Because Moshe is Yisrael, the Yisrael, hey Moshe, and Yisrael, they are Moshe. In other words, similar to what we saw before in the Gorarye, the leader is the people, and thereby communicative uh, uh, principle of mathematics. Therefore, the people are Moshe. There is an exact 
identity between the two. This is to say to you, the leader of the generation, he is the whole generation. The leader is everything. Why is the leader everything? Not because he's such a big shot, he's everything. No, because he embodies the entire nation. He is the representative of the entire nation and more than just a representative. I can represent you in certain matters. I can go to the bank and sign certain matters for you. I can be a legal representative, but I'm not you. In all other facets of life, not. But a Nasi, there is a more total identification, a more total melding of the two things. The Nasi is the whole generation and the whole generation is the Nasi. This is the answer that the Midrash Tanchuma gives to its question. And now we understand the answer to Rashi's question. Rashi's unanswered question is also now answered. His, his, un, his, uh, his, uh, his unasked question, the question that, it, that we only, we have to figure out that he asked, but he doesn't ask it explicitly. We know the answer to that question also. What was the question? How could it say that Yisrael sent this delegation to Sichon? Since when does a, the nation as a whole send out diplomatic uh, delegates, delegations? The answer is Yisrael means Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu sent this delegation to Sichon Melech But it says Yisrael because when Moshe does something, it's Yisrael doing something. It's the same thing, really. Of course, this is a, a very high level. This is the, uh, the paragon of what leadership is supposed to be that the, the leader has no thoughts of himself. He is totally unprejudiced towards himself. He has been mevatal himself completely to those whom he leads. And whatever he does is considered as if it is being done by the nation as a whole. Thank you for listening to Directions in Rashi with Yochanan Joseph author of the book Directions in Rashi, available from Feldheim Publications. Production aspects were carried out by Minagain Music. Visit them online by going to facebook.com slash